Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Live Fully Now podcast with me, your host, Shannon Ryan. This is a place where we discover how to go from merely surviving to really thriving and living a full life. In today's solo cast, I wanted to talk a little bit about repressed emotions and doing this shadow work, really peeling back the layers of the onion to get to the core wound of the issue of the problem that you're facing or whatever your challenge is. So for so long on my journey, I have been disassociated from my body. I spent about 10 years in trauma nursing and as an empath, taking on all of that energy from others, all of the trauma, and then being taught in that culture and in that society of healthcare that it was unprofessional to have emotions, to cry. I remember especially when I would take care of pediatric patients with cancer and or somebody would pass away in a trauma activation and I would go in the bathroom and cry. And then after so many years, it was almost like I had numbed myself to this feeling, to this trauma, and I couldn't really feel anymore. And on top of that, I had dealt with so much trauma in my own personal life uh, probably one of the biggest ones that I've recently overcome was my sexual abuse, my rape that happened happened in college. And that really was the final point on my pain spectrum where my body told me I can no longer tolerate anymore. And I completely disassociated from my body. And I remember about two years ago, just having all of these physical manifestations of this trauma coming through in my life. And of course, at that point in my life, I wasn't really aware of what was going on or why this was happening. And I was dealing with GI issues. I gave myself a stomach ulcer. I had given myself teeth infections. I was dealing with knee pain, with hip pain, with anxiety, depression, insomnia, you name it, I had it. I was completely miserable. And I felt like I was this little soul floating above my body. I wasn't aware of how to name the emotions that were going on inside of me. And I wasn't able to process them because, of course, I couldn't give them a name. And I didn't know how to identify what I was even feeling. And this led me to so many hardships in personal relationships with my family, with my partner, and with myself. Because I was unable to adequately set boundaries and adequately express my feelings because I didn't know how to identify them because I had lived so long in this disembodied state in this disassociated way that I was basically a stranger in my own body and I didn't know what was going on. So all of these emotions, when we repress them, they store themselves in our body. There's this beautiful book that I would highly recommend you reading called The Body Keeps the Score. And it talks about really that the body does keep the score. The body remembers. The body has this innate intelligence and wisdom and it holds our emotions, our pains, our traumas. So if you feel different physical manifestations showing up in your body, a lot of times they can be linked actually to emotional pain or trauma or repression of emotions. And that is something about two years ago I didn't really quite understand. And I was in and out of the hospital, in and out of the doctor, so desperate to find 
the cure or seeking outside of myself for an answer rather than really understanding that I am my own healer, I am my own guru, I am my own teacher, and my body understands and knows the wisdom and actually is this immaculate piece of machinery that knows how to heal itself when we can connect with it and understand it and listen to it and give it the time and the space, the respect, the love and the compassion that it deserves and desires. So for so long, I wasn't able to connect with my body. I wasn't able to listen to my body and the silent whispers and stirs that it was telling me, slow down, relax, slow down, stop rushing around, stop trying so hard, stop trying to do everything. You need to rest. You need to recalibrate. You need to restore. You need to replenish. And I was just in this go, 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 very numb space where I was so in my ego and not in my body and not in my soul because I had let myself get so far away from my own truth, from speaking my truth, from listening to my intuition, from listening to my calls of my soul, to my dreams, because I was so concerned with appeasing my family, appeasing cultural and societal norms, appeasing my partner and doing everything that everyone else wanted me to do in order to be loved. So of course I was disconnected from what I truly wanted because I was seeking this external validation for this love and approval. And that led me also to this disconnection from my body. And there was this moment where I realized how disconnected I was from my body and from my emotions because I simply couldn't feel, I couldn't feel pain. I couldn't feel heartache. I was so numb and so cold to my partner when we were communicating because I was so far gone that I no longer could communicate or express or even understand what was going on in my body, in my heart, in my emotions, any of it. I had spent so much time repressing those emotions, repressing my pain, my trauma and everything. And I think that this is a very common thing, especially in the Western world. We are so conditioned to just be in this autopilot robotic mode where we just, you know, we're trained to go to work, to get a job, to pay bills, and then just to die. And not many of us are, you know, taught to work through our trauma. And not many of us understand that there's big T trauma, which are big things like sexual abuse. But there's also micro traumas, little t traumas that happen all throughout your life that affect you depending on what developmental age you're at. And that could be something simple as a divorce. And these traumas and these little things that happen throughout your life, they create the lens through which you see your life. They create your belief systems. So if you don't address these and you don't understand where your beliefs are coming from, a lot of times you're not going to know that these aren't even actually your beliefs and they are beliefs that were conditioned and taught to you by your family, by your culture, by your society, and they're not even yours to hold. So that's why it's so important to do the work to peel that onion back, to understand really where these beliefs are coming from and to reevaluate if they are true for you. And if they're not, then the beauty is that you have the power to decide and change your belief system. And that is what we all need to do is really become aware of what our beliefs are, where they're coming from, and if they're accurate and true.
And a lot of those beliefs are beliefs that are no longer serving us. So it's time for us to change, to move, to evolve, to get out of these old stuck patterns and behaviors and to move into a more embodied state where we can go into our repressed emotions, where we can access our traumas, big T traumas and little T traumas and move through them. Because a lot of times emotions just really want to be heard and seen and understood just as we do. So a lot of times what I do when I feel fear, I say, hi, fear, how are you? How are you doing? What are you trying to tell me today? Is this an accurate fear? Like, is this an actual threat to my survival? Do you know something that I don't know? And we have a dialogue and we talk and me and my fear. And in doing that, rather than pushing the fear down and pretending like it doesn't exist, I bring it to the surface and I talk to it and I engage with it. And in doing so, we can move through this fear together and continue to do the action despite the fear. And I think that that's what a lot of people have that holds them back from living the life of their dreams is fear. And if we understand how to just talk to our fear and allow it to come to the surface and acknowledge it, then we are able to take action despite our fear. And you know what? Most of the time on the other side of that fear is such beauty. And it's not as scary as we thought it was going to be to begin with. Because a lot of our fear is so conditioned and wrapped up in survival. And the reality is, is that we aren't in the days of the saber-toothed tiger anymore using our sympathetic nervous system to protect us from being attacked by a dangerous animal. That used to be the way that our nervous system was triggered for safety. And it still is that way. However, now, nowadays, we are triggered in the same way by traffic, by bright lights, by multitude of things in this very fast pace community and world that we live in, especially in the Western world. And if we aren't careful and understanding where these triggers are coming from, then we can get really reactive rather than consciously responding. And the beautiful thing about fear is that actually fear and excitement are the same emotion, just framed in a different way. Because if you're afraid of something, it means that you actually really, really care about it and that you want to do a good job. And so that usually is my indicator that I'm on the right path is when I feel a little bit afraid, because it means I'm a little bit excited to see what's on the other side. And if you push through the fear, you will most of the time on the other side, you're going to build that muscle of trust of your intuition of knowing that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And the more that you practice that getting outside of your comfort zone and succeeding or failing either way, but practicing that muscle tells your brain that you're safe and it rewires your neural circuitry and allows you to take more risks and enter into things that are uncomfortable or that make you feel afraid. And that's a really beautiful skill and asset to have along with the reframing and retraining of your nervous system in the ways that you're understanding that these triggers are coming to tell you that you're not safe, but you need to ask yourself, well, is this actually a threat to my survival or not? Because if not, then you can tell yourself that and you can 
rather than reacting, you can pause, take a deep breath and consciously respond. And the more you do that and the more awareness you bring to that, the more likely every situation you're going to get better at understanding and having that awareness around the situation and understanding that it's not actually a threat to your survival and that you can go into this parasympathetic state of rest and digest and be really present and aware with your surroundings and with what's going on. And then another beautiful thing is that will allow you too to understand what your triggers are. And for me, I understand that a lot of my triggers are around safety. And I did a lot of work through this rebirthing ceremony that I did for myself, where I had the awareness and understanding that I was reacting because I didn't feel safe, because I didn't feel this level of trust. And I went through and did a life reflection of all the different traumas that happened throughout my life and understood that most of them were coming from or were making me feel unsafe. And so I understand that that's a big overarching theme in my life and that I really need to do work around that, which I have done and I continue to do because we are works in progress till the day we die. And the healing journey is never over. It's just a, it's a spiral. And it's also more like a roller coaster going up and down, you know, peaks and troughs. It's, it's not linear. So it's, it's really a never ending journey that we get to go on. You know, it's such a blessing and a gift that we are in a day and age where we have the privilege to have the time and the resources to do this healing work because all of our ancestors before did not get to do that. They had to work. They had to provide. They were in a very 3D framework. And we actually have the luxury now of healing, not only ourselves, but our ancestral lineage. And when we heal ourselves, and I've noticed this even in my own life, the more healing I do, I'm actually healing my mother without her even doing any healing work on her own. Because we are connected genetically through our DNA. She held me in her womb and it is this energetic bond. And the more healing I do, the more transmutation of pain and suffering and all of her trauma that she has been doing without even her awareness around it. So it's been really amazing and beautiful to watch that as well. So know that your healing journey is not selfish. It's not just about you. It is about healing your ancestral lineage and wounds and your ancestors would be so proud of you so keep going and about repressing so really energy and these emotions just want to be seen as i said before they want to be seen they want to be heard they want to be understood and expressed if we don't make time to see and hear and understand our emotions they get trapped in our body and that is what causes disease. And that means dis-ease. Our body is in a state of dis-ease because of all these trapped emotions and energy, because emotion is energy in motion. So it's really just energy stagnation in our body. And if we don't do the work to move this energy through us, it will stay there. It will stagnate there. And if it's not tended to, it will cause disease or physical manifestations. If you have so much energy from these emotions stored in your body that in your, you've just been pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down, 
living in a very superficial way, pretending like, oh, if I push it down, then I can just forget about it. And I don't have to remember all of the trauma and all of the pain. But really, it's just going into your body and getting stored and manifesting in alternate ways that you might not even understand that that's connected to your emotions. And yes, of course, some physical manifestations of pain aren't necessarily tied to emotions, but a lot of them are, and you'd be very surprised. Um, there's a beautiful book by Louise Hay called uh, Heal Your Body, I believe it's called, and she goes into all of the different parts of the body and, you know, your knees, your hips, and what those, if you have pain in those areas, what sort of stagnated energy and emotion you have in your body. And it's been really beautiful because I read that after my two-year experience with all of this physical manifestation of repressed emotion. And it was so spot on. It was so spot on. Like, I think the hips is fear of moving forward, <laughs> things like that. So if you haven't read that, I would highly recommend that as well. But yeah, it is so powerful once we step into this healing journey and really take authority and accountability and responsibility for our own body, for our mind, for our soul, for how we show up in the world and reclaiming our health, our wealth, our abundance, our authority, all of these things and doing it for the greater good of all, doing it for our ancestors and going on this embodiment journey where we're able to process and reveal these emotions that have been stored for so long so that we're no longer living in a disembodied state so that when we feel the pain of our six-year-old self when she didn't receive the love that she wanted we hold ourselves we hold our six-year-old self we cry we release the emotion, whether it's anger, sadness, frustration, whatever you feel, letting it out through your body, crying, punching a bag, you know, kicking and screaming, whatever needs to be expressed and moved through you energetically, I really, really invite you to go down this journey of embodiment because it is so beautiful. It is so necessary right now in this world. And I really do think it is the most integral part of the healing journey right now. So thank you so much for listening today. It's been so beautiful. If you feel called for any one-on-one -on -one coaching or mentorship, I am offering discounted rates right now. I have two separate containers. One of them is online and one of them is in person. So please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or feel called to work with me. And you can find all of my information in the show notes. And I will be seeing you next week. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. Keep smiling. Keep spreading your light, your magic, your medicine, your gifts with the world. And never stop shining. Never dull your sparkle to make others comfortable. Hmm.